Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And we're going to talk about the experience of a retail wedding dress buying, formal dress buying, but a lot of wedding dress and buying. And we have too. a lot of negatives and positives about this. I, I I have no problem with buying a wedding dress. Yeah, and the reason we feel like we want to talk about this retail experience is because a lot of people in the sewing world end up trying to alter, trying to make, or trying, right. you know, this is very closely related. When I think back, we have sewing. extensive experience in this. Let's just start, well, let's just say that ZD used to own a shop called The Gown House. That's correct. And, and Mallory actually designed the logo, and were you like... 12 or 13 something like that and I remember you told me about this like we're gonna do this shop and I remember I was cleaning my room one day vivid memory because I don't know it's like one of the few times ever cleaned my room you know and I'm sweeping the floor and all of a sudden I get this idea for a theme song for that's right the gown gown house and now I don't think we ever used this but we could have. I'm sure you performed it for customers. Yes. Because Mallory would hang with me at the gown house. I'm. Uh, would you like me to sing it? You could do a little this, line or two. No, yes. I got to sing the whole thing. Okay. Because it just, it really exists. Okay. Uh, and this is to the tune. You can remember all do of you it? Know? Yeah. I, I, it's in my head all okay. the time. Oh, who sang this? What's her name? It's something Petula kind of. Petula Clark. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Petula Clark. She's been on the radio recently. Like, yeah. talking about things. No, oh, I'm not okay. talking about with this song. I'm yeah. like, somebody's doing like a. When you get. Uh, there's I like a. Remember. There's some kind of. What do I want to say? Like a review of her right. work or so. I don't know. She. I've heard she her. She probably needs to write a book or something. I, yes. I've She's heard probably her, about my age. She's I've probably in her, her 60s or 70s, I'd I've say. I've heard her interviewed several times in the yeah. past couple years. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I think she's Australian. Yes. I think she. Or yeah. Is she Is she Australian? I think so. From the UK? No, I think okay. she's Australian. Okay. When you're in trouble, need a gown on the double, you can always go. Gown house, to find helpful friends where the fun never ends, you can always go. Gown house, just listen to the advice of your friendly salesperson, finding you the dress that will make your night perfect, now you know. 
When you are down on your luck, needing a dress, and you are stuck, go to the gown house. Things like <laughs> you're just laughing, so I can't, I can't finish it. Your gown is waiting for you. Gown house. <laughs> so, are you impressed? Yeah. I didn't practice that. You know, that. our phone number was whatever it was. It was 442 gown. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the logo, okay, was in the shape of a house. A house, okay. yes. So it if you was. picture an H as the bottom, the G was triangular like right. a roof, and the T was like a little chimney. It was a little chimney, right. And then, of course, to the right of all of those symbols, it was, you know, the, the gown, gown house. house. That's right. And that's an amazing theme song, if I do say so <laughs> myself. So. I'm sorry I couldn't get through it without laughing. But. I didn't know I was making that bad of a face. But anyway. You, you looked really entertained. Uh, so anyway, jingle services are available. Contact <laughs> me, right. Mallory at SoHere.com. So Zidi owned a wedding dress and formal wear shop right. after doing this couture work for a long time. Right. And then. After our, you know, already making and altering what, thousands of dresses? Yeah, like, I mean, it would not be uncommon for me to have in my possession, like, 80 dresses at a time I was working on. You know, because people would bring in the alterations for the, you know, she'd end up doing the whole bridal party. Right. You know. Uh, And then, you know, prom time comes, and then you're in real big trouble. Yes, then you got another, you know, 20 dresses, and then, you know, your kids are in school, so they're like, oh, my mom can do this, da-da-da. So... You done that. You um you owned this shop for a little while, and then you ended up. Uh, well, then I did couture. Well, did, I did couture again exclusively. Yeah, did couture again, right. You know, custom stuff for a while. Then you opened David's Bridal, and then you bought the sewing store. Yes, and stopped doing alterations. Well, kind of, yeah. Tried, so much. Tried to stop. Yeah. Uh, and then and stopped um, for real later. So anyway, lots of experience with this formal wear and everything. Right. So we want to talk about some of the pitfalls of dress buying and some of the things that can help you out. So, Mom, what you were saying before we recorded this how people start out looking for a dress. And yes. this is all recommended often, right? Right. And I think the I believe the first thing most people do is they buy the bridal magazine or they go online now and go to the bridal magazine. You know, right? I bought or, or the knot or whatever it's called. So I bought a bridal magazine in Paris when I got engaged because yeah. I thought that the French magazine would, would be, be better. Like, cool. It's exactly the same thing. Except it has nipples because you can put nipples you can in put the magazine nipples in, in magazine France. In France. Yep. <laughs> well, that would be the one to Just have Just so you then. know. <laughs> okay, so what's what can be... Not what's wrong with, but what can be sort of a pitfall of well, looking at a magazine. The pitfall, I believe, is you 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 fall in love with a dress or a style of dress that is not complimentary to you. Right. Um, so I would suggest when you are looking to look at all the different styles and think about, you know, think that when you go, you may be trying on things that... Um, we're outside. Don't all look alike. Your yeah, outside yes. what your your original idea. Are your original, you know, I'm going to be a bride thing. Go whatever is going on in your head. I do think that nowadays mm-hmm. it's nice that we have some. Um, we have companies that are catering to different 
sort of like size ranges. Yes. And then we also have social media is great for this because you get to see more pictures that yes. aren't per- necessarily models. Yes. You know, and so you can People see. People of more than the, I call it the hanger shape. Just so, you know, somebody nice and thin, skinny, five nine that you yeah. could hang the dress on. Yes, right. So you get to see your friends and you get to say, oh, you know, she looks, you know, right. good in this. Or I like this or whatever. And so. Or I, go back to that prom dress that maybe you wore yeah. or, or a bridesmaid's dress and you're like, I looked good in that neckline. Mm-hmm. I might be looking for that neckline. Think about all those things. And don't, you know, trends are fine. Yeah. And everybody will wind up following a trend generally. Even when you wear your mother's dress, you know, you take it and you have it remade or your grandmother's dress, something. A lot of times people have it altered in some way to make it more contemporary for them. Right. Um, But keep your mind open that that perfect dress that you might see when you go in might just look horrible on you. And that can be such a letdown. Okay. Because you've built it up in your head that you're going to look like that magazine or better than that magazine. I want to talk about this sort of like attitude thing. Yeah. Only bring people you like with you to the dress fitting. Or no one. Or no one. Or or one person. No one is entitled to that. No. Don't bring the negative people. And you don't have to bring your mother-in-law. And honestly, you don't have to bring your mother. You don't got to bring nobody. If you're mother. Yeah. 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 You know. (laughs) And if somebody's going to confuse you or upset you, get them out of there. The fewer people, I, we, the better. I remember people bringing their father. Yeah. And that worked. That worked for them. You know, yeah. I remember, and I, you know, I can remember instances where people brought their mother and their stepmother, and it was fine. Yeah. Those no. people were worried about what that bride wanted, not about what they wanted. I also think the fewer the better, because I was invited along to one of these with my friend Sophie. Right. And I've got really strong opinions about clothes, right? right. Now, Sophie does happen to be... A hanger. Yes. Okay. Someone could well, recruit. More, even better than a hanger. Someone yeah. could recruit her for like a local right. fashion show right, or something. Right. She, um, her, her body is quite slender with like just the right amount of boob to fit in these sample sizes. Right, right. You know, I mean, it's, it's really, uh, it's just, she looked gorgeous in so many things, you know. But if you are really looking for people's opinions, it, you can't. You can't be having all these. And you know what? I didn't say anything during that. You know what I told her? If I helped her put the dress on because I knew how to put wedding dresses on people, I said, you know, if you need anything altered, we'll help you with that. Right. That's all I said because I thought, you know, I'm I'm not going to tell her what to buy. I, You know, I didn't want to do that. So I think, you know, your minimum number is better. Don't bring 10 people. No. If you – because that's just too many. It's just too many. Also, don't – Try to be, like, in a good frame of mind. There was a point when you were fitting my wedding dress, and my friend Liz was here, and I was not happy with my weight at the time of getting married, and I was really, like, I was drinking a lot of soda because I was really stressed out, and that makes me really bloated. And I remember trying on the dress and feeling like my tummy didn't look good uh-huh. in it, right? And I was just like, okay. And, and, and we stayed really calm and everything, but I, like, went over to my house with – with Liz after we were done fitting it and she was like Mallory you can't watch an SVU marathon and then go try on your wedding dress (laughs) she's like she's like that's just not a good like you know headspace to be in and I was like you know what you're totally right like that was I was kind of in like this 
I was watching this crime drama, right? And it was not a happy thing. And then I wasn't very happy with my tummy. And so anyway, don't watch SVU right before you. Well, and when you're talking, when you're you're talking about bodies and things, I think the other thing, many brides will try to reduce their weight. This is a common, common thing. Oh, you know, I want to be my my sveltis for my wedding or whatever. And I would have the dress fit me instead of, you know, me trying to fit the dress. That's really wonderful advice. And when we say, we're going to say lots of words here that we discuss in the self-sewn wardrobe, right? You, you've you said the word like complimentary and we're talking right. about body size and everything. And truth be told, as people who have helped people find these dresses and help people get these to fit and everything, a lot of people on this day, whatever special right. occasion it is, they are really wanting to look dynamite. Right. And whatever that means to them, we help them with. Yes. So, we it's okay it's okay to want to look you know i don't know like uh you know a couple steps up from what you normally are like wearing or something like it's not you're trying to look your best yeah it's not bad i think sometimes people are like well don't worry about complimentary wear what makes you happy well sometimes okay complimentary makes me happy happy. yes i mean i don't like wearing things that if i don't look good i don't feel good yeah you want to be and when i say look good If I don't look like what I expect me to look like, and that's looking good to me, Uh then I don't feel good. Right. So You know, it's confidence that you're looking for. Yes. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for confidence. We've talked about uh, language to use, like, while you're fitting people and everything, and it can be an emotional experience. And like you said, people come in with these preconceived notions of maybe how a dress looks like on a fit model, and then they also come in... And they've never worn something like this before. This is the other and thing. It's new. People don't know where their waist is. Well, that's true. They have no <laughs> idea what their bra cup is. They've right. been wearing some sort of sports bra for the last 10 years or right. whatever. Um, they don't even know what an undergarment is if they may need one in this dress. So, um, so getting that, yeah, getting that help. You know, as as retailers, we were really educators a lot of the yes. time. Like, okay, well, you're going to be wearing this type of right. bra with this dress right. if this is what you uh, want to be wearing. This bra doesn't need a bra. Uh, uh, this, yeah, this, this dress, dress doesn't, doesn't need a bra. bra. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's very true. So, get in a good frame of mind. Don't bring like sixteen thousand people with you, and maybe you know, say you don't have a great salesperson and, and or something. And do eat beforehand. Yeah, do eat beforehand. Um, wear underwear that you're okay with a stranger seeing yes. you in if someone needs and, to help you into a dress. I don't understand why anybody would not want help getting into a dress. If you're that shy, it's really hard to, you know, you need help. Someone needs to lift the dress onto you. Often, yes, more and, often and than not. more often than not, <laughs> most family members don't know how to do this. And that's why, like, I helped Sophie, you right. know, because... I knew, okay, we are going to put this one over your head. Right. You're going to step into this one, and then I'm going to proceed to da-da-da-da. Right. Sometimes they're complicated, That's you right. know? So, yes. So if you don't want somebody to see you in a thong, don't wear one. Or if you don't want somebody That's another to see suggestion. you completely naked. Please wear underpants for the alteration woman. <laughs> yes. Haven't you? You've... I, I've, I, I now know to ask before I go up someone's dress. Are you wearing underwear? underwear? Yeah. Because I've gone up 
when there hasn't been any. There you yes. go. So that is, um, you know, do that. Okay, be in a good mindset. And maybe if you don't have a salesperson that's like, you know, bringing you other ideas, you know, try something on that's just a little different. Yeah, I would just say, little, you know, if you know, you're unhappy and unhappy, unhappy, you need to look at your salesperson and say, I need something different. None of this is working for me. Right. The other thing, too, is you, it might not be your first trip yeah. that you find a dress. Yeah. Now, the other thing I'm going to suggest, wedding retailers are going to hate me for this, but if you're having a dress made, please go try <laughs> one on with a similar line. Yeah. Because you don't know if that neckline is going to look that great. I mean, my girls knew what necklines they wanted looked, or looked yeah. good on them uh-huh. right they'd had enough formal wear before and everything but you have this thing in your mind and it just you know and if you just go to someone who's going to make this dress you might be so disappointed and it's no it's no one's fault right it's just a step that you've missed right that should have been done that's that's a great point so you are going to try these dresses on, be open. I, I do know that some people have requirements, and this is important for Sometimes a sort of a religious or a church like or, a venue you know, thing. something will or require something. Or someone's hiding, something. like, I, I know some people were hiding tattoos yeah, that, I, I'm always Now, some, some people are trying to show their tattoos off, so yes. there's, it goes both ways. But I did hear once when we were working at David's Bridal, um, the one of the customers said, I can't. You have to have a sleeve right. or I have to have a shoulders covered right. or something. And the salesperson was like, well, really? You know, and, and this this woman said, yes, it's just not an option. You know, right. and I was like, yeah, just, why didn't you just, well, yeah. I mean, that's what she said, you know. So I just, anyway, <laughs> that was the that was the deal. Um, that's right. So let them know about any requirements like that. And then. Uh, do you have anything to add before we go to a little bit of a break, before we talk about some of the pitfalls of ready-to-wear? I think sometimes telling the person what you're what you're planning on your venue being, and you don't oh, always right. know that, mm-hmm. but that will help, too. A big dress, small beach wedding. Yeah. All these things. You know, you don't want a big Cinderella uh, skirt on a beach. I, I have it, seen it. it. I've it, seen it. It works, but, but no, I guess, it, you know. It might not be what you have in mind. <gasps> yes. So, key, yes, that's great. The venue is um, the venue is very important. Okay, well, let's take a quick break, and we're going to talk about, we're just going to come back and complain about strapless dresses is what we're going to do. That's what we're doing. That's what we're I doing. Oh, boy. Are you ready? That might, I don't know. <laughs> this episode's going to be really long. Uh-huh. All right. Brace yourselves. Hey, Mal. Hey, Mom. I heard you were easy. Oh, no. How what does that mean? No, it means what, what you, I think what you really heard was, well, Mallory, your easy tea looks so good on you. Oh, yes. that, I, you know, I should have known if that it was something about something you made. Like you said, you're getting into your golden years, sometimes <laughs> You know, miss mishearing things. It happens. No, you're right? the one that mishears things. <laughs> I know this. You make lapel pins about it. Okay, so uh, I am currently wearing an Easy Tee, and I wear them all the time. Uh, the Easy Tee is a semi-fitted 
short sleeve t-shirt made out of a woven fabric and you draft the easy tee to fit your measurements by taking the easy tee class. Well, how do I take this class? It's an online class that you can watch anytime on SoHere.com. To purchase the class, go to SoHere.com slash easy tee. That's just E-A-S-Y-T. Is this on my computer? It's on your computer. It's on your phone. It's on your iPad. The class is divided up into short, easily consumable segments, some of which you may not ever need to watch ever again, but some of which you might want to revisit. So you have the ability to mark lessons as completed and also to star lessons so you can go back and revisit the ones that are most important to you. And I can vouch, Mallory's easy tea is a lot easier than Mallory is. <laughs> Once again, go to SoHere.com slash easy tea to begin your pattern drafting journey. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. We're back. All right. Strapless dresses. Ooh. There are a lot of them on the market. Yes, there are. Aren't there? Yes, there are. Why do you think that they? so many of them exist? Why do you think this trend came about? Well, I think there might be more than one reason. Sure. But you don't have to fit the upper back or the arm. That's right. I think you can just put it around the bride and let her go. I think that this is I'm not we're not totally against strapless dresses. We're going to explain how they work and how they can work, okay? Or how they should work. That's right. But it is a way that the ready to wear bridal and formal wear market right. can get around fitting that bust to shoulder That's right. line, uh fitting around an arm, right. fitting Anywhere up there, which we as sewers, as sewists, we know can be hard to fit. Okay. And another thing I have heard, which I'm sorry, I don't believe this. Okay. And I've heard oh, this from yeah. bridal people is a woman's shoulder is the most attractive part of her body. Every woman has a beautiful shoulder, no matter how much they don't like other parts of their body. Oh, bull. I mean. That is bull. That sounds like a good that, way to sell that, strapless that, dresses. That, that, some man <laughs> thought that up someplace. I mean, I don't even think a woman would say that to a woman. Like, okay, maybe, like, I just can't Maybe, maybe it. not, yeah. <laughs> like, what, every woman's shoulder's perfect. No, it's not. Not for them. That's not what they yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, not necessarily. A, a lot of people just don't <laughs> like strapless dresses. Well, okay, that's a great way to sell strapless dresses. What if you told somebody, hey, the best way to look great on your wedding day is to have a strapless dress on? 
Ta-da. Ta-da. Okay. They've sold it to you, everybody. They have sold it to you. There you go. If you tell me Kate Middleton didn't look good and you tell me, you know, Megan Markle didn't look good. Who else just got married? Come on, think of somebody. I don't know. Other people but, not in those dresses. You know, other people, they look fantastic. Yes, yes. No, it's possible. If it's, the dress fits and fits your personality, it's you. But I do see this a lot. I think that people sort of, they not only get pushed into this dress, I don't think it's something that happens from like the level of a customer service rep. It's what's on the rack. Well, it's what's on the rack. And, oh my gosh. I hate to say this, but it's so true. Not all those people selling you a wedding dress know what they're talking about. Well, that's true. Yes, I I think a lot of people know know that. Yeah. So you get this strapless dress, and oftentimes they are those corseted backs, which I think has also been like... Another trick. Quite glamorized. Yes, like... Oh, you must have I mean, this, I mean, or... they are great, though, because your dress will fit you the day you get married. Yeah, because you, you're making the waistline, you know, new every time you do it. Okay. But they have to be laced properly. And that's not always true, as we know from a yep. wedding that you recently did. Oh, wh- right? Well, are you, that whole dress was a debacle, though. Okay. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about the the structure and concept of a corset and i feel like i've learned more about this too from being a part of that lingerie addict group yeah. you know it's just kind of interesting to right to kind of see where these people are like wearing corsets they they like like to wear them all the time but or they don't have or they're a 10 ton skirt hanging on it well, do they right. so yeah. if you start off with you know the idea of a corset a corset was really an undergarment everybody those historical films where you see the corsets on the outside no, like maybe a dress that has boning, you know, on the outside, yep. but like the laces of a corset historically were not shown unless you were, I mean, selling it <laughs> or not even then, you yeah. know, or so, right. so it's really not quite, I mean, there are, you know, there are garments that would have visible lacing, but just so you know, you know, it, it was an undergarment and I mean, I, they are beautiful ones to be worn as outerwear nowadays that I absolutely love but just so you know the corset was underneath and there was a it was this foundation well, garment a vest what was it called but the chemise underneath or no, no over the top it wasn't a vest what was it called the stomacher and the I can't the... remember no no I'm talking about over the corset the outside garment well I there are lots remember. of outside garments over yeah corset. but I mean there was like a vest that went over many of them okay you know there was a blouse and then a vest and and you also in the olden days, you didn't wear a corset on top of your skin. There was right. a garment underneath right. that. A and the, garment. the frock flicks, people talk about this all the time. They're like, that lady would have been chafed to hell <laughs> if she had been right. actually doing what she was doing in just right. a corset. You know, right. you got to wear something under that. You know, you, there's like a loose fitting, you know, shirt that right. gets tucked under there. So it's, it's an undershirt. Yeah. So yeah. it's a it's this garment that was supposed to create shape. Right. And the way that it created shape was to, you know, be around the waist, you know, assuming the waist is smaller than other parts of your body, okay? So when you get a dress that has this corseted top where the skirt is attached to it, all of that weight is hanging from the corseted top, right? right. So let's talk a little bit about stress well, points and, and stuff, Well, and it's Mom. supposed to be hanging in, okay, any strapless dress, including a lightweight strapless dress, should not be hanging from your the top of your bust. Right. It's not hanging on your boobs. 
It's not hanging, you know, under your arms. It's supposed to be held up from your waist. That's right. Okay. But in the wedding dresses with these big skirts, we're asking this one point, okay, to hold up this humongous heavy dress that I have to like lift with two hands, right. you know, and, and put in my SUV to transport. Right. And we're asking our waist to hold it up. So through a party, mind you, right. right? A ceremony and a party and pictures and bending over and greeting your guests. And eating and, and yes. all sorts of yes, things yes, that you're going to yes. do. And so that's that corset. I think I think it's possible for it or, to... Well, not even a corset. Some of them aren't corseted well, that's and true. they're strapless. That's true. Then that's, okay, yeah. so that's... Well, there you go. And then you have the umpire strapless, mm-hmm. where it's really supposed to be held up by your rib cage, Which is bigger normally than your right. waist, and so you have this problem, right? Right, right. So, you know, the industry gets to bypass that uh, shoulder sleeve area, Right. right? But they don't bypass the bust area, but I feel like they only sort of make it look they, good for you to stand okay, in front of that but mirror. But they do bypass the bust area. Well, yes, yes. I think yes. they do. I they agree. make their most of you know, most often if you have any like amount of breast tissue beyond mm-hmm. a B cup, it's not going to fit in that dress. Yes, you can mash it in. Yes, you can squish it around. I'm talking about giving your you have to, the bust has to have some depth to go someplace. I have also seen, I don't think that this made a lot of people happy either, where the breast tissue is not filling out the corset. That's and true, too. Or, excuse me, I'm saying right. corset, strapless top. Right. And then it doesn't get taken in. Well, and it looks very or gappy. Here's the other thing I've seen happen with that they go, Oh, you need a strapless bra, a long line strapless bra with yeah. this dress, and it's a corseted top or uh-huh. a strap especially if it's a corseted top if it's a true corseted top you do not need an undergarment the bra is built in that corset okay yes. so what happens is they put them in a long line padded bra yeah and then they put this corset on top of it right and when we say corset it doesn't have to have the lace back this could be zip up the back or button up the back or right anything. it's a bone we're talking about a boning yeah. in the structure so I have had brides come to me, and they were sold a bra because the dress didn't fit. Actually fit them, Because yeah. they really didn't have the bust tissue to go into this dress. So now the the bride is dealing with two garments that are slipping off of her. And don't fit. Yeah, right. And don't fit. Yeah. You know, and I saw this, and, you know, everybody was so happy when they came to me. You know, they'd already bought the dress. Right. I think it was a sample dress. So they thought they got this great, great deal. Yeah. And then they sold them a bra, you know. And, you know, finally I just said to the because I didn't know how to tell them they had been screwed. Right. Okay. I said, let me sew this bra to the dress. Uh Uh-huh. And that's what I did. Yeah. At least I made it like one garment. Right. Okay. But if it's a corset, there's no reason for another corset underneath. Right. You a long line boned bra mm-hmm. is a corset. Right. Okay. So if you really are wanting this strapless look and you love it and your shoulders are your best feature and da da da, a two piece dress is a really good it idea. It really is the answer. And I know people don't always like to hear that. And they don't 
you know, they made those for quite a long time. They're not. They as were very popular, popular like in the eighties. Uh huh. And you don't in the nineties even. You don't see them so much anymore. Okay. Yeah. And I really don't know why. Other think, than it's just easier to make a whole dress. I think it's a retailer thing. Yeah. I think it's a. I think it's a mass producing. It's yeah. like we talk about ready to wear and why it doesn't fit and da 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 da. It's it's the hanger appeal. It is. Okay, that's two UPCs. Okay, that's two things to track. That's right. That's two da-da-da-da-da. You know, but you all know from buying a swimsuit, if you are a person who wears tops and bottoms, that you'll often buy a different size bottom than top. Okay, what if we did the wedding dress like that? How nice could that be for some people? And there are places that do sell components. Sure. And there are designers that do have components. That's right. You know, they have components, and then you can add a a jewel, you know, whatever, waistband or, you know, or an overskirt, or um, they'll have jackets or boleros. I mean, there there is a possibility. Okay, so alterations-wise, you know, this is a process I've seen a lot in in the wedding dress industry. Somebody puts on a size. Okay, it's not quite the right size, but, like, we'll put a clamp in the back. Right. Or we'll leave it unzipped uh-huh. or whatever. And don't worry, we'll order the right size right. and then we'll alter it. Okay? Right. So when alterations happen, almost everyone who buys a wedding dress will need a hem. Thank you. I've got that written down. Yeah. Don't t- let someone tell you, oh, buy a, a high. Also, you should have the undergarments and shoes on. That you're gonna yeah we forgot you know, to mention that wear That's basic. with this dress yeah. when <laughs> it gets altered, um, I believe it's five nine or five ten. That's because if they make the dress too short. That's a problem with altering. So what mom just... So they make the dresses too long on purpose. So mom just said they make the dresses for a person who's 5'9 to 5'10. Yes. And that's not the majority of the population. No. Right? No. Now, for those of you who are tall, I, I have... Okay, in our years of being exposed to this, I guess I have come across a person or two... I can think of one. Who... Who wore one. Technically... And it was Stacy and she was 5'11. There you go. Technically... We didn't have to hem her. Didn't Now, sometimes what happens when they go the other... We have to order an extra long dress yeah, yeah yeah so okay i was recently at a wedding and i shared a picture of this on instagram and it was a, a family member's wedding and this is why you need a hem okay because this bride during photos she fell and i'm so glad it was during photos and not during her ceremony i thought she was glad her too, reception or something like that and I felt really bad for her. Everyone was concerned. Everything was fine, though, and, like, the dress didn't rip. But she fell, and I thought, um, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if it was the dress in particular because I wasn't right close to her, you know. But I go up there just to, like, check everything out, trying to, like, be a good Samaritan. Some of the people I know there, you know, know that I sew. And so I'm, like, looking at the dress, and, you know, someone says to me, Mallory, like, you think everything's okay? I said, yeah, it looks fine, you know. And then they they said her hook and eye on the back broke. So it was a metal hook with a crocheted eye. Right. That was what came on the dress. Thread, a thread. Yes, a threaded, thread, yeah. you know, right. uh, crocheted little little eye. And so uh, she's like, can you fix that? I said, yeah, if somebody gets me a sewing kit, I can fix it. Right. Okay. So this is how I kind of like worked my way in because <laughs> – <laughs> then when I got to do that for her, um, I got to ask her, I said, did they hem your dress? 
you know, did right. anybody hem your dress? No. And then this person is not 5'9", 5'10", 5'11". Okay. She's 5'6", maybe. She's mm-hmm. kind of tall. Yeah. You know, but no, her dress was not hemmed. And I said, okay, you know, she needed a hem. Right. In fact, I tacked up her dress. She had she had two layers of netting over like a poly shell, right. you know, and I I said, no one's going to see this. They'll just right. see the white. No one will see this tack. It is not the beautiful hem right. as described in the previous episode, okay, that <laughs> mom did. These are long running stitches right. going up this girl's dress. Uh, and I, I hemmed it, and she could walk in it better. And I thought, why didn't they hem this? Right. And this is another thing that um, to come up. So she, had a, she did have a dress that had a train. So most times a wedding dress is only hemmed in the front. Yes. Okay. The side seams are where the train generally starts. Sometimes it can even be farther back if it's that little sweep hem or whatever. And they, but you know, it is the front. I don't. I don't know why they told her she didn't need him, especially because a lot of now, this is not a negative statement. This is just a fact. A lot of bridal places make money off of alterations. Yes. Okay. And I, I'm telling you, that's not a negative. No, they need to make money. You to need stay the in alterations. Yeah. There's nothing they can do except make the dress too long. Right. They can't make it to fit it. This is just reality. Right. I'm not saying this is bad, but uh, and you need to think about this when you you're going to a wedding dress. If your if your budget is you know, oh my God, like two thousand dollars, like some people, I just think that's like so much, but it's not. <laughs> I mean, I, budgets me, are much higher than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No. For me, it is because I've always made. I don't know why, but anyway. So, if your budget is two thousand dollars, you may want to save four hundred for alterations, That's depending right. on the dress you get. You you need to think about that. Well, and when so I mean, I would have a budget, and then I would have an another four to five hundred alteration. Now, you might get by with. Uh, now, when I was doing bridal hymns. My minimum for, now this is a real wedding dress with like four or five layers, you know, um, that I had to open up the whole dress and do the hand. Right. I, I believe my, I started at 120. So I agreed that I thought this was sort of a bad business decision on the part of the shop yeah. that she bought the dress from because I told her, so it was like the undergarment she was wearing an undergarment, but there was also a petticoat included uh-huh. in the dress as well. Right. And that seemed to be fine. It was just because cause it's shorter. A lot of times the petticoats are like three to four inches shorter yes. than the dress, so they won't come out. So that seemed fine. So the hem that needed to be put in was on this one layer of poly. Right. Okay. And then how you hem netting on a dress that <laughs> has no finish on it. This was just plain netting. Right. There was no lace on it. There was no a rhinestone right. on this netting. Is you cut it with scissors. Right. You know, now you need to know how to do hem. this. It's a raw hem. Yeah. You, you know, you need to know how to do this. You need to hang it up. You need to, you know, not screw it up and everything. But I thought they would have, this is a relatively easy Simple hem. alteration. You right. know, that I would have just automatically thought that my, you know, customer needed. So what I did was I tacked that up and then I told her I, did, I didn't feel comfortable cutting off the netting. 30 minutes before her wedding, you know, but I, I, somebody did find me a big pair of scissors and I said, listen, if you 
want me to, I can cut this netting. This is how it would have been done professionally. It just would have been cut off. Right. You know, um, if that is. But it's probably not going to get in her way. Yeah, I said that would have happened. I said, but do you feel like you can walk okay? Of course, she's hyper aware of this. You know, now. And she said, yes. And she said, now I can see my shoes when I walk. And yeah. I'm like, that's key. You should be there able to no see your shoes. There is no problem with seeing your toe yeah. when you walk in a seeing wedding gown. Seeing your gown. toe. Okay. So on the red carpet. There you go. Okay. These women show up and they are in their gowns and they puddle on the floor. And every prom kid in the world wants her dress to puddle on the floor. Okay. When you go to prom, you're not on the red carpet. When you go to prom, um, you're not just standing there for pictures. You have to function, right? Okay, and you have to you have to you're dancing, walking, whatever. Those red carpet dresses, they don't party in those. They change out of them, right? Okay, for the party after. That's right. They don't wear them. They wear something with a hem where they can walk. And if you notice them walk up the stairs to the stage. They pull those suckers up like 12 inches. Right. Okay, when they walk up. So that is something Hollywood is doing to all of us. And all of of our our teenagers who want a prom dress that looks like they're on the red carpet. And our brides who see those in the the magazines. Now, you can let it puddle to the back Uh and, and still be safe. But the dress will, you know, get torn up. So that's what I did. So I had this sewing kit. I had this sewing kit. And it came with two needles. So I figured out that the dress needed to be like you know, turned up like two inches. So I kind of tapered it over to the side and I used one needle as like a straight pin as I went along and then right. I moved it up and I moved <laughs> it up, you know, and it worked out. It, you know, it looked great. And I just said, if you get married, kick it. You, you would know? take a sewing kit with you and you take a lot of safety pins. I couldn't believe no yeah. one had a sewing How kit. How unbelievable is that? I, I guess I just thought. We used to tell everybody that. Yeah. Take a sewing kit with Safety you. pins, baby now, wipes, all kinds of stuff. I you told, have to have an emergency kit. You know, this aunt, like I said, go to go to Walmart, get me a sewing kit, and make sure I've got white thread. And right. she got me like a spool. You right. know, well, oh, God. I made my thread long like, so that I would like have to. Like 50 cent spool of thread. And I'm not, I'm not saying anything it against worked. her. I yeah, was just like, oh, yeah, I don't want to thread. I don't even want to take this home. It's you like know. fuzz. Yes. So, uh, yeah, you need a hem. You need a hem. And then I do want to say that the Zigzagger live broadcast in June is going to be how we're we're kind of bad mouthing strapless dresses right now, but the Zigzag live broadcast is going to we're going to show how ZD gets rid of gapopas gaposis in a. It doesn't even have to be strapless. This and, can yeah. happen in, in a lot of different so gowns and formal wear. So she's going to show you how to make, not how to support a dress with the bust line, but how to make the neckline hug yes. the chest. Instead of gap or fall open That's or right. whatever. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I have ahead. one really important thing go I want to talk about. I'm sure you do. So when you go to these um, ready-to-wear places... And in the back of a big gown, there will be a ribbon. (laughs) Mallory's already laughing. And there's more than one thing to be said about this. So there will be a ribbon underneath the train or the back of the dress. And what this is supposed to be used for is hanging the train up onto the hook of the hanger, right? That's right. That's its function. It's a terrible function. Okay, 
But I have been to weddings where people think they're supposed to put this on their wrist, and that is how they're supposed to carry their train around. That's like putting your underpants on your wrist or something. I don't know. Well, you're but showing the underside of the dress. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it, that's not what it's there for. Right. If if your wedding store is telling you to do this, run. Right. Just run because they don't know anything. Okay. No, we, but wait a minute. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's the manufacturer has put it there to hang the dress up. Right? Yeah. Here's the other thing that happens. You will get what we call spider creases yeah so the dress will start to crease where that has been hung up on the hanger because it's one point and it's this big heavy dress right right and they won't come out guys yeah first thing i do when i get a ready to wear dress is i cut that off yeah so nobody can wear it on their wrist i'm sorry all of you that have done that <laughs> you don't have to be embarrassed you no it's fine that. it's fine um that's not I I don't even know why they make it. I don't even know why they put it on there. It's a they could probably save billions of dollars by not sewing that in. There you go, not there. sewing that in. We but, are going to do an episode though on making your own dress, right? Or or getting a dress made for you, right? Okay, uh, that's next episode. So I just do want to let everybody know if you're like, oh my gosh, now this ready to wear places are scaring me. But go <laughs> and, ahead, and that, go that's ahead. okay. Yeah. So here's the next thing you need to know because you're not going to wear that. First of all, it's going to break. Well, you wear it around your wrist. You've got a heavy dress. The next thing you need to know in bridal is you will need, besides needing almost always a hem, you'll need a bustle if you have a train. Yeah, they bustled this girl's dress and didn't give her a hem. I was like, you were down there. Why didn't you just do this? (laughs) Like, I just, I'm sorry. You know, there's (laughs) what we call an English bustle. You know, um, there's a couple different. So there's an over bustle and an under bustle. Yep. And I've done some bizarre bustles let me tell you show yeah um you know depending on what kind of where we you know we picked it up at at every flower that was on the back and we had like a 12 point bustle i was like man you want to we took you know we took videos and we had people trained to do it we did um so you'll probably need a bustle and here again unless this is a really slim light dress it needs at least three point a three point bustle. Yeah. Unless it's a you know, close fitting, lightweight dress and you can just put one little point of bustling on it, fine. But if it has any weight to it at all, you need at least three points. I will say that when I realized her dress wasn't hemmed, I did ask if there was a bustle. Do you have a bustle? Because I thought, I don't think I can do a bustle in thirty minutes. <laughs> and for those who say they don't want a bustle, I'm telling you it's it's a mistake. You will need it. Everyone will be standing on your dress. Yes. Everyone. And most often, if you have a really big train, when they bustle it, you'll still have a bit of a sweeping train. Yeah. Yeah. It won't yeah. all go up. Sure. So, you know, sure. usually a, a lot of a lot of brides will wind up liking their dress bustled better than better down. Better than down. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Okay. So, bustles and hems, be in a good mood. Uh, go cut some, off that hanger strap. Cut off that hanger strap. Get used to the way your body might look in dresses and fit your body, not the body you hope to have in two months. Your or, dress should fit you. You don't fit the dress. That's right. It should make you feel awesome. Okay? No matter what. All right. Uh, and we will do the the you know, anti-gaping 
uh, sewing <laughs> technique in the ZigZag Live broadcast this month. Uh, and you ZigZaggers will get an email reminding you about uh, when that is. So thank you all for listening. Next podcast, I think, will be about making and altering your own wedding dresses. Well, I will write that down so we yes, know what yes. we're doing. All right, Mom, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. You did so.